Welcome to the Reluctant Messenger podcast, where we discuss spiritually transformative events, encounters with angels and guides, out-of-body explorations, and much more. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel. You can find links on my website at CandiceSanderson.com. Welcome back. My name is Candace Sanderson, and this is the first episode of the new year, 2024. One week of the new year is almost over, and I decided to stop and take my pulse. The calendar says it's January 2024, but I know that time is just a construct. It's something that we've made up. We've decided, based on physical aspects of our planet's relationship to the sun, what constitutes a day, a month, a year. And we can reach farther out to decades, centuries, and millennia. We have seasons of the year. We have minutes in an hour and seconds within minutes. Yet, what does any of this mean? Does it mean anything at all? Yes, we need some of these parameters, these boundaries to help us navigate the 3D world. We need to know when to rise, when to get to work, all sorts of things like that. But when we look and really examine our true nature, we can see that it is timeless. We are timeless. Our true essence does not know the boundaries of time because our true self is our spirit, our soul, and that lives on forever. It knows no boundaries called time. So let me go back to taking my pulse of this new year, of how 2024 is treating me so far. Perhaps a better question is, how am I interacting with what civilization has defined as the new year, 2024? The hustle and bustle of the December holidays are over, and new horizons meet us in this new year. We've turned over a new leaf. Like begets like. And how we look at life helps us to traverse any bumps that we might have in the road. Now, when we encounter these bumps, and yes, there is no such thing as a bump-free life, but the question becomes, how do we deal with these detours? This year, I am choosing to go through life more purposefully. I am taking the time to pause. And within those moments of silence, whether I measure it by a few deep breaths or seconds, but whatever time it takes, that is when I will take my pulse. How do I do that? By calling on my witness. I engage my observer to carry me above the chaos. 
I will rise above the discord and step into a space where I am not as reactive to the 3D. When I acknowledge my observer, I can then use her to pause that stimulus response action of the 3D. You touch a hot stove, you pull back burned fingers. But wouldn't it be better for me to see that hot stove and then choose an action? I can guarantee you I would not choose to touch that hot stove with my hand. But it's my observer who can help me do that. My observer helps me act instead of reacting. My observer takes me away from that self-absorbed life where I blindly bumble through day by day. And when she does that, I am no longer reacting after I put my hand on a hot stove because I'm not going to be anywhere near that stove. This is the perspective the observer can provide. She provides that larger picture. With this new viewpoint from my observer, I'll then see that I am close to a stove, and then I will decide the best action for me. It's moving through life with the greater purpose. Now, when I glance back at this past week, these first seven days of a new year, I've looked at all the things that have gone right for me. I had several blocks in December, but each of those have melted away in the past four or five days, clearing the path to move forward. When your path has been cleared, it makes room for more positive actions. Like attracts like, and it's much easier and rewarding to attract positive things in your energy field. Do we really want to surround ourselves with negativity and things that block us? No, I don't think so. If you find the same things keep blocking you time and time again, then take a different perspective. This might be a great opportunity to back away from it and observe it from that observer's or witness's perspective. What were you trying to do that you couldn't do? Is this an action that might not be in your best interest? Is there a life lesson here? A lesson that you continue to ignore and it continues to present itself to you. Maybe it's the timing. Not in that limited sense of calendar time or clock time, but in that larger perspective where actions of others might need to align to offer you a better outcome. When I attempt to do something and it doesn't work, I will dig in like a bulldog and I will find myself trying to force the action. Let me share an example. I'd love making lists so that I can cross off the items when I finish. January 1 of each year, I have to file an annual report for my business. As usual, I log in on January 1, 
But this time when I did, I received a message that their site was down until January 3rd. So that's okay. I logged in on the 3rd and the site was so glitchy. It was not working. And I found myself slipping into that pattern of forcing something to work that didn't work. Then I caught myself doing that. Thank you, Observer, for pointing that out. I took a deep breath. I logged out of the site and then added this task to my calendar for three days later. Three days later, I logged in and guess what? It worked perfectly. My takeaway from this is learning to take a breath and allowing the rest of life to just flow. You set your intention to do something, but if it doesn't work according to how you think it should, maybe it's best to stop. Take that deep breath. If possible, set it aside for a few days and turn your attention elsewhere. Let that pot simmer. Don't turn it up to a full boil. Revisit the situation later. But until then, move on. That's the key. Don't get stuck. Move on. Move on to something different. I get so overly focused that I find myself forcing something to work when it is not supposed to work. I remember my earlier years as a psychologist. I served as a board member on a spouse abuse center in another state. After a while, we began seeing repeat customers. Some returned to the same abusive situation, but that's not what I'm referring to. Some of these people who were our success cases, they went back to school. They became gainfully employed. They became independent. They terminated their toxic relationships. Yet, a year later, two years later, here they were again with yet another abusive situation. There was a life lesson for them to learn. And it wasn't nearly defined as a lesson about a specific person. It was larger than that. Perhaps it was a pattern, a greater lesson about empowerment. Learning to see themselves as powerful people who were capable of making different choices. Each bump in the road, each obstacle had presented for them a learning opportunity. Wouldn't it be better to learn those lessons the first time around, not relationship after relationship, or perhaps lifetime after lifetime? We come to earth to learn lessons, and in doing so, we become closer to divinity. No one has all the answers. And although many people may tell you they do, they don't. Lessons are specific to you and your connection to a greater power to source. Look inward. Look to the wisdom of your heart. Break that cycle of stimulus and response. 
break that cycle of reacting to others, reacting to your environment. Instead, with purpose, go inside and decide to act. What action can you take that will provide you with the best opportunity? What is your best option? If you're having a difficult time with a friend, give it a week or two. Maybe that's not right for you. Listen to your heart. What does your heart tell you? Maybe it's time to sit down and tell them what's bothering you. Have a conversation. There are no right or wrong answers. The answers that work best are those that are genuine, those that come from your heart, your inner guidance. Other people cannot tell you the answers. Once you begin listening to the wisdom of your heart, you just might discover that new pathways begin to open. Clarity often comes when a difficult decision arises. If you don't know what to do, ask for guidance. Ask for a sign to help you decide. Then keep your eyes open and see what happens. Once you get your sign or multiple signs, follow that guidance. Look for positive outcomes. Live your life with heartfelt wisdom. And then notice how your life changes. You'll see others come into your life in often unexpected ways. What happens? They become members of your tribe. Perhaps the tribe you didn't even know you belonged to. And that tribe will grow as these relationships become more meaningful. You move in a more positive direction. You find yourself smiling more. And with each smile, you send forth vibes of gratitude that light the way for others to find you. It's all this and more. You'll find yourself stepping into a new garden, one that you can tend, and it will respond by nourishing you and your soul. For this new year, remember the importance of kindness. Lead your life with integrity and honesty. Don't engage in hurtful gossip. Let those negative energies slide off you like water on a duck's back. Only allow beauty, wisdom, gratitude, and integrity to lead you. And that, my friend, comes from the wisdom of your heart. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And until next time, feel free to subscribe, follow, like, and share. Thank you for tuning into this episode of The Reluctant Messenger. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, remember, how we use our personal energy is what defines us. Bring in those vibrations of love and gratitude and see how your life will change.